2: To morning footy. Hope you guys uh, are enjoying this show so far. I know we are. Heavy show. Heavy show. We're to trying to. We're gonna. It. I think the second half we're gonna lighten things. Let's <laughs> <That's laughs> lighten it up. Thing, folks. Yeah, it's it has been a little bit heavy, but Ali Trost Martin is here with some headlines, and she's just a ray of sunshine. Well, we isn't and she? we
3: start with some you know just neutral news. we hey, right. and we're talking about the Milan Derby, which is the marquee match of the weekend in Europe. And Olivier Giroud is looking more and more like he will be ready for the Syria headliner on Saturday. The French striker took part in training with Milan today, erasing or easing concerns rather about an ankle injury that he suffered while on international duty in France's Euro qualifying win over Ireland. And USMNT teammates Christian Pulisic and Eunice Musa also took part in training today after returning from international duty and should be available for the Derby, which you can watch on Paramount Plus on Saturday. In England, Nottingham Forest, Harry Toffolo has been suspended five months and fined $23,000 after admitting to 375 betting offenses Ooh. over a three-year period between 2014 and 2017. However, that five-month suspension won't start until at least the end of the 2024-2025 season, and that will allow Tofolo to play for force this season. He made 21 appearances last season, but has yet to feature this year. And in coaching news, Fernando Santos has been fired as the head coach of the Polish national team. The Portuguese manager is out after Poland's shocking 2-0 loss to Albania in qualifying for the Euro 2024. The loss leaves Poland sitting in fourth place in Group E. Santos took charge in January, just a month after he was fired by Portugal after last year's World Cup. He led Poland to three wins and three defeats during his brief tenure. And in more coaching news, Italian World Cup hero Fabio Grosso is closing in on a new job just three months after stepping down from newly promoted Frosinone. According to multiple reports, Grosso is set to be hired as the new manager at Olympique Lyon. The French Giants fired Laurent Blanc after a terrible start to the Ligue 1 season. Grosso recently left Frosinone after he guided the club to a promotion to Serie A. And in transfer news, the transfer window in Europe closed two weeks ago. But one league that is still making moves is the Qatari League, which has finalized its biggest move of the summer. Italian midfielder Marco Verratti has completed his long-rumored move to Al Arabi, leaving PSG on a $48 million transfer after 11 seasons with the French champions. Verratti's move to Qatar was greeted by congratulations from some of the biggest stars in the sport, Alexis, check out these Instagram posts when you see stars like Messi, and Mbappe, and Zlatan all taking the time to congratulate Roddy. What does that tell you about how just beloved he is as a teammate?
1: I mean, especially coming from that, uh, you know, PSG that had all that drama. It's nice to see all the love yeah. and all the, you know, the people bigging each other up is such a, I think it's I mean, a huge... at the, at I mean, look
3: at this. I mean, I. That's that's Come on. So if,
1: I, if I bought a nice car or something, you think Charlie's gonna post a picture of the two of us hugging? No, yeah. <laughs> <cool. laughs> uh, no, I,
4: I think it, it goes to show that he is one, a gifted player that everyone respects for his quality, his talent, but also he's unselfish. And when you have a player who's unselfish and is a joy to be around, you get the respect and love. That.
1: What does it take to be in a locker room to be like, liked by the majority of it? And I know this is difficult for you to answer because you weren't. But how, what is it that a player has to do to be liked by a lot? Because you would imagine in the locker room, especially with the amount of competition, the mm-hmm. competitiveness kind of gets the edge. Maybe you have like nitpicky things with other uh, players. Well,
4: it's easy. You, you're playing for the team. It's never about yourself. And, and everyone respects you if, if that's how you operate. Yes, you can be feisty, you can, you can have a, an ego, you can be super confident, but if you are doing it for the, everything for the team and you are always put the team first and you're not looking to, to kind of have it be about you, then that's how, that's how you're liked. I'm uh, another one that I'm very disappointed. A
5: supremely talented footballer taking the bag and going to the Gulf Coast when they could delay this for five years. I understand it's very difficult to not take the bag, but again and again and again we're seeing footballers that still have so much much talent and quality and world-class football to give to the elite level of our sport, and they're gone, and we lost them.
1: I'm going to counter what you just said with uh, a lot of these players come from... Areas where they're me, you know, they come from uh, um. meager uh, beginnings, so. To, um, to chase a hold on, just let me say To chase a massive bag, while yes, we could sit here and judge them on a performance level and say, if your quality is of a certain ilk, you should be at a level, you should play at a level that matches that. I'm gonna say you never know when that knee is gonna bust out. You never know when you're gonna pull fair. a hammy and never be able to play again. And, and massive, secure your family's essence, future. The, you only on this planet that's for fine. so long.
5: We've had this conversation many I'll times. And but, I'll continue to right, say right, that. And that's, massive that's, is f- putting it lightly. Yeah, thank you. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a crazy amount of money, but but at the end of the day, it's just disappointing because his quality is to be playing Champions League, to be playing on the best and the highest, the most competitive, the most elite stage in the world. How he's one of the he? best
4: mid. He's 30 years old. Exactly. He's one of the best midfielders. So when you look at it, as a player, you go, I'm 30 years old. How long do I have left? Dude, he's got – How, how many long contracts do I have how left? How many big contracts? How long do I have left? Where's my peak? Am I at my peak? Hmm. So he is at his peak. You're, the you're, last two so years of Verratti have been the greatest weighing, we've you're seen. You're weighing your future and potential earning man, to where it. you are, what's your ambition. I get it. And uh, I, I, I have no problem at all. Once you hit 30 and you, no, and you man, get the best you. No, man, this guy should be, be playing in Champions League. Neymar no, no, should no. be playing in Champions League. You're thinking FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, not I'm not thinking FIFA Ultimate Team.
5: I'm thinking the essence of the game, of the best quality and the best stage. And he should. He should find. He should have found a place, or at least maybe he had stayed at PSG. Find a place to try to win the Champions Did League. anyone come for He's him? He's one of the greatest, did greatest any, ed- did in the did world. Did any club
4: in the world come for him and make an offer? Uh, especially 40, 40, of that amount, 40, 45 also, million, which is what they. I I you're know. saying no. he should
1: play at the highest level. Why? Because he is one of the best midfielders in the world. But why does that? Why does that have to mean he has to take less money to play somewhere else? Why? I'm asking. I'm it's a serious question. I'm not trying to sandbag you.
5: Because he's one of the best midfielders in the world, and I want to see him at. The, I'm trying to is. win a championship. You League. just
1: answer because you want to see it.
5: Because we do. Because the essence of football deserves to see the best players playing at the highest level in the best leagues in the world.
1: I mean, let him, let him, be, let him be happy Do and be happy of you think people in Argentina are, are,
4: are saying the same thing you're Man, saying about I'm Messi? Not say, I'm not saying. What about Messi? Commes- I'm
5: sorry. Messi left to Major League Soccer at 34 years old after he won the World Cup. He and, tried and staying he's in He's still
4: the best player in the world, he tried, arguably. He
5: tried, right? he tried staying in the elite level for as long as he could it's a very Nahmarrati, it's a I'm selfish t- not commentary to say I'm, he I'm i think you. he
1: should play at this level because that's what i want to see no but the, this man the, is securing his family's future man go well, chase I'm, that bag i'm not arguing guy. that
5: but i just it's wow. th- the gulf coast is destroying
1: the the or are uh, players like building this to be a, a higher quality level are they paving the way for the future yeah Wow. I
2: don't
1: think so.
2: <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> that got heated. Hey, hey,
1: Thursday is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he actually wrote 30 years old. <laughs> 30 years old. Is, he wrote 30. 30. All 30. right. Is 30. We're going to transition. We're going
2: to take a break. Uh, it was a successful international break for the U.S. We're talking about players whose stock is up following two wins and two matches. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. It was a successful international break for the U.S. men's national team who beat Uzbekistan 3-0 and Oman 4-0 in a pair of friendlies. They did not allow a goal over two games. And I think overall, you have to feel good with two wins. Nico, when you think about this international break, what are your, your general feelings about how the United States performed? Yeah, okay. They,
5: they're g- glorified friendlies. Uh, glorified training sessions, rather. How do you it's think Mexico friendly... feels about playing
1: well, like Uzbekistan?
5: in Me- Mexico, they have this term in Mexico called partidos moleros, juegos moleros. and that's like the everybody in Mexico uses that term moleros. It's like a like a, ah, it's just one of those games that they need to play because because with some they bring uh, soccer and marketing the the the. the what you—the agency that they use to bring Mexico to the U.S. and just make a bunch of money it doesn't matter who they play, they sell out the stadiums and for, in, in, in a similar vein I wish it would have been against better quality opponents because I don't know how many conclusions, there's no measuring stick here, it's, it almost felt like a sparring session, like let's go out, let's play a team, we're gonna win. Especially against Oman. Especially against. So I don't know how many takeaways I can like yeah. strong conclusions and takeaways the, the, I have the, after the, these two games. The
4: problem is, you look at some of the player uh, teams that are available, right? So you have, you have Qualifiers. it's difficult. So you're figuring out which which. You know, do you go back go back to the well and play Japan? Right. That would have been interesting. And how do you convince a
5: European team who has a buy in Euro qualifiers to come all the way to the United States or then you gotta go all the way to the United States? That costs a lot of money, so it's logistically it's difficult to find higher quality opponents. Thankfully, we got that in the next window. We do. But we do.
4: Uzbekistan was better than I think anyone anticipated and expected. Uh, Fair, play Mexico
1: well. included. Fair, they play Fair. well in the Asian uh, Federation. But it uh, doesn't matter who you play. You said it was a sparring session. Sparring sessions are usually used in boxing to work on certain techniques to see if the things that you've been uh, well, learning, in training, machine, or, you're training,
5: your your passing patterns, your what a great introduction, just pattern, reintroduction of
1: play. for Greg Berhalter. What a great second debut for him to get you know, a level of competition that is maybe a little easier just to sort of settle the amount of eyes that are on him and the, and the pressure that's already being heaped on him just for being back after, you know, the, yeah. the run he mm-hmm. won previously. No. So I think it's actually,
2: it worked out well. So based on that, Alexis, let's talk about some of the players whose stock might be up after these two matches. So, Nico, for you, who would... Who would that be? Who impressed you?
5: Hmm, who did I choose in my stock up? I forgot, <laughs> it was very difficult to find somebody and-, and Was that I, difficult? I got it, okay. Stock, stock up Malik Tillman and, and Ricardo Pepe. I just, it's not that they were wowing. None of them were wowing. They, we expected them to do what they could do against this opposition, but Malik Tillman, who Berhalter used them once in kind of like that floating area uh, in his first time around, when there was an adjustment to be made after the first game and we wanted to play with a 10, Berhalter made that adjustment. And now Tillman fit the system pretty well, so I wanted to give him uh, his nice little credit there because he, he had a good game, um, and Pepe as well. Listen, to come off the bench, to have the pressure to deliver, to prove that you're a worthy number two to somebody that has been super mega hyped by the fans and mm-hmm. everybody that has become the favorite in Balligan, it's great to see... Uh, Pepe I agree. I think response.
2: Alexis and I both had
1: yeah,
5: Ricardo, Ricardo Pepe. Pepe
2: as as our stock up, and I think like, to your point, Nico, I, I just it's a it's a tough position to be in. I mean, he said when when Balogun uh, said that he was going to come and and play for the United States, he welcomed that that competition, and I think that he's done he's he's risen to the occasion and he's used it as as a motivator. And to be able to come off to the, the bench to score in two matches, I think that it, it bodes well. For, that, for him and for that position as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure you know, Balogun's going to do everything he can to, to hold on to that and be the guy. And so I think it can bring out the best in both of them. I don't know. What do you think, Alexis?
1: I agree. And, you know, look, we've talked a lot about players and coaches that may not be getting along. Pepe, uh, you know, it's easy to forget because of all the drama that followed the World Cup, that this man hung up on his, <laughs> on his uh, you know, head coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> did not get a chance to go to the World it's Cup. true. And at his age... How many of us can say that we can take that and turn it into what we've Great seen point. from Pepe, which is to go on loan, play well, get a move to a bigger club, not be a starter, work hard to get those minutes, not get, not be a starter because of all the buzz from this new, this new player that decided to switch allegiances to the U.S. Come in, and yet every time you're given a chance, you do the one thing that's asked of you, which is score goals. And to do it with grace and professionalism at that age, to me, he is just continuing to show you that, fine, I may not be your number one right now and I may not be your number one in the future, but I'm going to be on that mm-hmm. team next time. Yeah. And if you ask me to, to get on that field, I'm going to perform. Absolutely, incredibly stock up for me. Yep. Chuck? Can't argue with that.
4: My stock up of Weston McKinney. And I thought Timoia was was phenomenal oh, in both so games good. for him, but his stock is already high, so it's not going any higher. So it, it
2: was McKinney was, a McKinney's
4: little bit- wasn't high? It was high, but hey, I Club-wise, club too, he had a little bit of movement. I'm with, I'm with Charlie I, I, on this. I think what I saw from McKinney was over the course of two matches was a big improvement. And I think in, in terms of the second match, especially in Oman, he played more in an advanced role. He was on the ball. He had 86 touches compared to 56 touches against Uzbekistan where he, he created three chances. He had the assist, an incredible assist, mind you. The, the run out of midfield, bringing it down, the composure on the ball, and to find Tim- Timothy Weah with the right weight of the pass. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And, and I just think... We're starting to see a a real maturity Mm -hmm. from from Wesson McKinney with his long ball distribution. Oh, my God. Super accurate, switching the point of attack. We know how gifted he is in terms of aerial prowess and arriving in the box. He makes great late runs. He can score goals just off of that. But we're starting to see how well-rounded he is. He's always been a good defensive midfielder breaking up plays, tough tackler, physically strong, but now just his intelligence in the game. When to push, when to sit, when to spread, when to connect passes, he, he has it all. And now you're starting to see him develop and sharpen his skills, so for me, he gets the stock up.
2: Do you think that this will help him uh, at the club level, Absol- a performance a- like this?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. It's only just going to help his confidence. Mm-hmm. and. I think at Juve, he's proving when he's there that he deserves to play. And so Allegri is finding ways to put him on the pitch. That, to me, speaks volumes of how he's matured and how he's grown as a professional. A coach you didn't want him, supposedly.
2: Yeah, he was out of the plans. Yeah,
1: and now he's proven. Like you said, he's earning those minutes. Right. Yeah, so I shout out to, I shout to the Wes. And he's doing it with big driving mark. Ferraris. He's, yeah. You know, he's a <laughs>
2: big baller.
1: Yeah, come on Trending, right. Trending up. Trending <laughs> up. It ain't tricking if you
2: got it. <laughs> we are going to take another time out. When we come back, we are going to chat about the U.S. women's national team and their recent roster release. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: It's only a kick. Oh, a jump. A block.
2: Welcome back to morning footy presented by degree it won't let you down well off their disappointing finish in the World Cup the US women's national team will be back in action for a pair of September friendlies against South Africa. Here's a look at the roster for that September call up lots of familiar names from that World Cup roster because of the CBA but there are a handful of new names we've seen Mia official Sam Coffey, Jaden Shaw. And Ashley Hatch, so let's chat about a few of these new additions to the roster specifically Let's start with with Ashley Hatch Who I think is a player that we all sort of agreed we thought should have been included on That World Cup roster Alexa she
1: should have been played. I mean it's, it's a real shame. She left uh, the World Cup with clean boots I mean someone who I think could be dynamic in the midfield I mean Rose Lavelle started getting healthy as the World Cup neared so you know she's gonna get minutes But I think we all I, Ashley, Ashley, you Ashley mean Ashley Sanchez. Ashley Ashley Sanchez, my yeah. God, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley Hatch, I mean, a bucket. We've said this, uh, at least I've said this a million times, she just knows how to score. You know, she's someone that you could bring in. I know we were all talking about Lynn Williams, who I think maybe right. adds an extra but, layer of but dynamism. that is nine, 9-9.
5: Nine. straight
1: 9? No, that was, that was oh, the, our issue.
5: We saw the roster drop, and there was this unbalance, and we were asking, okay, they're going to have to be movement with the center backs, and then it's like, we gotta make a sub, there's no nine to bring on. Literally, like a nine-nine, and our option pre, what you Is that I disagree, or pre, I wholeheartedly agree? I, I understand, okay, Sophia Smith, if she doesn't play the nine, if it's not Lynn Williams, I think it was on the cusp between Hatch and Lynn Williams, right? And it ended up being Lynn Williams, but then you have, would've have had to been obligated to put Sophia Smith at the nine, but, again, she's not a natural number nine. Can she do it? She can do it 100%, she's supremely talented. She's not a
4: natural number nine?
5: Sophia Smith she, she's not uh, a she's natural. more dynamic on the wing she's she, more dynamic
4: on the wing. she's a natural nine okay fine but there was no
5: other I, natural nine that was a whole I issue when natural, that's, the actual, whole, that's
4: the whole problem Pure nine is,
1: she's is, not a pure it, nine right is what you're saying what is a pure nine I'm
4: what's try, the difference I'm try- between
2: a pure and a natural <laughs> she's so
1: dynamic <laughs> it's not the only thing she can
2: do is, this whereas is, Ashley, is, this Ashley has triggering triggering to me
4: when I, I hear someone say oh he's not a a nine he's not
1: a true nine what? What's a what's a no, nine? traditional nine? I just nine. <laughs> answered it. But my point is, Ashley Hatch does this one thing. Sophia Smith, you put her on the left, you put her on the right, you put her in the middle. She's gonna be great. Ashley Hatch, I need someone just to do this one thing. What's the one thing? Straight nine, straight middle of the pitch. But what's, what's what's that? What is
4: that? What is that? Turn, score, Re- get it. Reference point. The... Reference point for the center box
5: which gives you a different dynamic to the game as opposed to somebody who can come off the ball, will dribble at you like of Sophia Smith. So, there was nobody of the characteristics on the national team like, like Hatch, for example, that can give you something different because there was, there was no second option off the bench because Alex Morgan isn't a nine either.
4: She is a nine. No, she is a left winger she, and they tried to move her in to be she, a- she, She's a nine, she's a nine. My whole thing was Sophia Smith should be your nine starting. And Alex Morgan, she can come in. She's got the experience. Maybe a couple games she starts. But Sophia Smith is the future. Can't she is that. the nine. She's now. Alex Morgan is what, 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 Who? I know you said you think Ashley Hatch should have been there. Who comes off for Ashley Hatch?
1: I think, and that's why I said it's difficult, because to me, that position is w- why you brought in Lynn Williams, to be that change of pace, to be come off the bench and sort of spark a much more direct version of what whoever they're replacing was doing, probably a Sophia Smith in the scenario of which the World Cup roster. Comes off the roster? No, no, no. Uh, she would replace, uh, like, a Sophia Smith, yes, in a, in a, in a bench. She'd come off the bench. Come off the bench. Not off the roster. I think it would have been either in the Lynn Williams, Ashley Hatch, one of those would have made so it. what i Lynn Williams it. offers you maybe a little bit more, but maybe not as direct a goal scorer. Um, as all right, so. It might be six of one half a dozen of the other, really. Suze,
4: I want to focus on some of the new names on this
1: roster.
2: Ashley Hatch is a new name on this roster. That's <laughs> what I was trying to do this whole time, but. We got derailed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Guys, Ashley Sanchez played so, oh, wait, I made a mistake one more time.
2: <laughs> <Sam> 18-year-old <laughs> Jaden Shaw. Jaden Shaw. Shaw.
1: That's who I am the most hyped about
4: because of what she's shown at such a young age. So dynamic, powerful shot. That's That that pumps me up. I thought she should have gotten a, look, a, a few looks before the World Cup. But... Um, she is She is also someone who, who excites me for the future.
2: Yep, those two friendlies against South Africa will be happening next week. Um, oh,
5: Jenny just texted me about oh, Sam Coffey. Sam
2: Coffey, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> if we don't say her she name once when we talk about, about the women's Sam national such a Sam Coffey stan. I can't believe she's not here to have this conversation right now, alas. Um, we're gonna take a break. John Tolkien of the New York Red Bulls is going to join us when we come back. He is a really fun character. This is ahead of the New York Derby. Stick around, we'll be right back.
0: Another day
4: is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Spanning New York, it's the New York Red Bulls and New York City FDIC.
1: This one driven short into the 18, a little touch on it, in front, and Alexander Collins has headed it home. He now Gaby Pereda sends it back in, right in for a top of the
0: six, and it's goal number two. And there is the full-time whistle from Alan Chapman. This is from distance, oh, it's a wonderful goal! It's open.
2: One of the best rivalries in MLS will take center stage this weekend, the Hudson River Derby will see NYCFC host the New York Red Bulls at Yankee Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Both teams needing a win in order to make a push for the playoffs. And right now we are thrilled to welcome in left back for the New York Red Bulls, John Tolkien. Hi, John. How are you doing this morning?
6: I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Oh, we're so happy to have you. Okay, I, I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed that you have a hat on to start this because your hair is one of my, my favorite talking points in soccer. I'm a big soccer hair person. You always deliver.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I've been trying something new with the short hair. Um, it's actually getting quite long right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully gonna get a trim today and uh, we'll see what happens
2: see what happens it's all like right Jay Balvin <laughs> 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 it's a good look all right let's chat about uh, this Hudson River Derby you guys won the first installment earlier this season back in May but hey. considering what's at stake right now and the fact that you guys are right behind NYCFC in the standings right now is there a little extra fire in the belly heading into this one
6: yeah, you know it's a it's already a, a high stakes game, and the fact that where we are in the standings, you know, right behind them, um, you know, I think that adds to fuel a little bit. But um, you know, whenever we play them, we don't need that uh, that extra motivation. Um, you know, just from playing them, that's there already. And yeah, we've been having a good good training week of prep, and yeah, we're ready.
4: John, I'm curious, your squad seems to be struggling in front of goal. How do you how do you figure out? ways to to start producing and and scoring goals what what would be the key what have been some of the struggles and reasons for the lack of of goals
6: yeah to be honest I've uh, I've been struggling this year to uh, to come up with something Um, I think really it comes down to individuals just wanting to take the moment wanting to take the chance Um, you know wanting to be that guy to uh, to put the ball in the back of the net and you know we need that for the rest of the year because we're not in a good spot right now and we don't want to be that first team in, in 13 years not to uh, to make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, hopefully this weekend you can see this t- this uh, ship turn around.
4: Do you see one person stepping up and being that guy, or is this going to be a committee?
6: Yeah, I think if if we're talking NYCFC, Omer Fernandez somehow always seems to find the back of the net, um, you know, against this team. So, uh, you know, the Bronx guy, hopefully he can can give us a moment this weekend. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, any, anybody in the starting 11 or comes off the bench, um, you know, wants to be that guy and can put the ball in the net.
5: John. So before I ask my question in the prep doing doing prep for this interview, apparently you don't even respond to John. Do they call you something else?
6: Yeah. So <laughs> that's funny. I go by Jmi. it's short J-Mai. for John Michael. That's been my nickname since I was oof, since I could walk. Um, you know, my uncle gave it to me. Um, and, yeah, John, unless you're looking me in the eyes, it, it doesn't really register with me anymore. <laughs> 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 All right. J- J- J-Mai. J-Mai it is.
2: Do your teammates call you J-Mai?
6: Yeah, they call me J-Mai. Oh, my um, gosh. You know, a little bit of time, but... um. I, I always know I'm in trouble. If somebody calls me John Michael, then, then there's a problem. Ooh.
5: All right. Well, J-My, now I'm going to ask <laughs> a question, now that I know what your proper name is. Um, you're from the area. You grew up playing soccer in the academy at Red Bull. What's been your feeling and your relationship with the derby against NYCFC?
6: Yeah, it's super special. I think, actually, the first derby I played, maybe it was the second, I, I made a horrible mistake, which led to... Uh, to a goal that they scored. Um, so it got off to a rocky start, but now, um, yeah, it's super special, especially me being from the area. Um, you know, there's an extra drive for me in these games and I just want to beat them. And, you know, I actually heard, was Alfredo Morales on the show? Yesterday? Oh, he was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, first off, <laughs> uh, he's saying we're not from New York. Yeah. Okay. But you know, <laughs> they play home games in our stadium. Uh, <laughs> And they also play in a baseball stadium, so so what does that make them um, Ooh. a baseball keep team? Keep it going, j I like
2: this, J-Mai.
1: J-Mai. keep it
4: going. Let's go.
1: Because this guy right here,
6: you, you're say, triggering
1: actually, him. John, I got a question for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my CFC season ticket holder, but don't hold it against me. Um, I do want to know, uh, what tactics are you guys going to use? And I promise <laughs> I will not tell this to Alfredo Morales and the guys. No, I actually have a question. Uh, this rivalry... There's a lot of bickering between the fans about, you know, what state you play in, baseball stadium, so on and so forth. For someone who grows up in the area, especially in northern uh, New Jersey, I grew up in Newark myself, uh, you kind of consider yourself all like the tri-state area. Is this – where does this hit on the rivalries of local sports teams? Is this as big as Yankees, Mets to you and your family? Where does this rivalry touch base?
6: Yeah, I mean, look, my dad is – uh, all out New York guys, so I think you know the Giants and and the Cowboys and all that stuff, and, and those New York rivalries. I think they hit a little bit different, but also I'm his son, so I think for him maybe it's it's up there, um, you know, with those other sports teams. For me personally, it's the only you know rivalry I've really played in. So uh, you know, I'm fans of of teams and they have rivalries, but um, yeah, it's just super special for our family because you know it's new for us, and uh, yeah, we always want a victory.
1: Okay, then I'm going to ask oh. you
6: about another quick New York,
1: uh, New Jersey rivalry. Uh, there's a gentleman on our panel right now. His name is Nico. He thought all uh-huh. bagels were the same, and then he tried a New Jersey bagel, and it changed his life. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite bagel in New Jersey?
6: Yeah, so honestly, it's, it's right around the street. It's called Chatham Bagel. Uh, fantastic. Um, the perfect amount of dough. Um, not too doughy, but... But um, just enough, and yeah, come check oh. out Chattanooga. I'm oh, not okay. just saying that; my hometown. So it'll change his
1: life, it, is what you're saying. He's saving it
6: on his he's phone. He's
2: literally as he writing speak. it down yeah. in his he's phone. He's literally Bagels. putting it right now. Forty-nine <laughs> miles
5: away, I can get there in, a, in an hour, thirty-nine minutes. There you go. go. Oh, perfect <laughs> time. Easy he drive. He wants to hang right. out with me in Brooklyn, but he'll go <laughs> to Chattanooga. <Okay. laughs> J, that's, Jay, so Ma, that's you
6: saved. That?
2: Good intel. Saved it on my phone.
6: Yeah, if you want a if you want a pork roll, and cheese, though. Go to Guerrilla Bros, which is also awesome in
1: Shatham. You call it great. pork roll? You're from Northern Jersey. Yeah. Right? Oh God,
2: here we go. Yeah,
1: yeah don't roll. get him started. <laughs>
2: wow. Taylor <laughs> Ham or oh, pork no, It's no, Taylor no.
1: Ham all day. But anyway, I'm gonna let all you right. hold that.
2: <laughs> 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 all right, uh, Jamie. So awesome to see you named to the MLS All Star roster this year. What was that whole experience like? What was the the time in DC like for you?
6: That was super cool. Obviously you know the on-field result was was nothing what we wanted um but yeah just to play with some of the best guys around the league and to get into a new environment and you know play with you know a lot of superstars from the league um which i now see when we're playing their club teams you know we're, we're i wouldn't say we're friends but you know we know each other now um so that's cool it was cool to build new relationships and yeah, to play arsenal um was insane Um, you know they're 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 quality team and yeah it didn't go our way but um yeah the overall experience was amazing and you know Wayne being our coach as well was super cool and the whole thing was amazing and I hope I can be on on future all-star teams. Jay man what team did you support growing up? Oh God. Uh, I'm an Everton fan so. Wow. uh, I did did not see that. that.
4: Good God. So J. we we've done a, a little bit of predicting the future okay. in the Eastern Conference. And uh, a team that you, you played recently, Inter Miami, uh, we see them going on a run. What, what were your thoughts of this, in, this new look Inter Miami side? And, and obviously, Messi came in as a substitute and did the business. Were you yeah. as impressed with them as, as everyone else is? Or do you think it, teams will finally adjust and, and they'll, they'll be brought back down to reality?
6: Yeah, I think what you said at the end is, is perfect. I think for a lot of players, and that first time playing them, I think is a bit of a uh, how would you say it? I don't know. It's more of an event than than you actually focusing on a match and, and getting three points. You know, it's easy to say, don't worry about Messi, don't worry about Messi. But these players have grown up their whole lives. Some haven't played him yet. You know, um, this guy's the greatest of all time. Um, so yeah, I, I think the first time you play him, it's more of a spectacle, and it's hard to. To really grasp that you're still trying to get three points, it's more just all right. Let's worry about Messi, Messi, Messi. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I can see them going on a run for sure. You know, whenever you have them on your team, on his, uh, on their team, um, you know that's a good feeling. And you know they're already starting to climb the table. Um, but I think next year uh, it could be totally different, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But they're really good. They're really good. The How, many is very they- good. How
4: many times did you watch that goal over? When, when he, Mate. that pass, I mean.
6: <laughs> before, before the game, I'm like, don't be a highlight reel.
4: And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty I sure everyone myself. says that before they step on the pitch yeah, with Messi. Yeah.
6: Exactly. You know, I even thought I was in a fairly decent position, but clearly not.
2: <laughs> Happens it, to the best of us, J-My. All right, before we let you go, I know we we hit on the hair thing earlier, but I mean, you've had some awesome hairstyles uh, throughout your career. If if the New York Red Bulls go on a little playoff run, if you make it into the postseason, do you have plans for the hair? Is there a certain look that we're building towards? What have you got for us?
6: Yeah, it'll be something special for sure. Um, I mean, look at this. That mullet was wild. That I was
2: a crazy stuff, mullet presence. that you had. Man, you look like
5: a different person with different <laughs> hair. Your barber must be stressed
1: when you walk in. Well,
2: look at, look at that picture on, that. on the wall <laughs> that we have. I mean, it's just uh, variation.
6: It, yeah, no, for sure. If, if there's if there's a playoff uh, spot waiting for us, um, we'll have to change it up. Um, the guys usually, usually like to do a, a, musta- a playoff mustache thing. Um, hey, don't do it. Don't do it. You can't
2: be the only
4: one. You regret the photos. I'll tell you right now. Just don't do it. Don't
6: shave for like three weeks. Let's (sighs)
1: see what happens. Maybe you could just dye it all blonde, you know?
6: (laughs) Well, we'll we'll have something good waiting. Um, And yeah, yeah, super excited.
2: Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing that, J.M.I. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Next time, we're going to make you come into the studio in person. How does that sound?
6: Yes, yes, since he brought the uh, the other guy in.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the other he, guy. Also, he, brought, he brought gifts, too. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. Have Arthur. a good game. Have a good hey. game. I hope you lose, dude. <laughs> I don't, we, we, we don't need a shirt. I just need bagels. That's it. <laughs> <All> bagels, <right. laughs> even Thanks, better.
5: Guys.
2: All right, John, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend.
6: Thank you. Have a good one, guys.
2: All right, guys, we got through it. We did it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a fantastic Thursday.